I don't know about you, but I love the Christmas season, and as we celebrate the birth of Jesus, the Son of God, many of us have Christmas memories we think about throughout this season. Whether it was something that's happened in recent years, or maybe even when we were a child, there are things that come to our minds that we remember. I thought I would spark your memory just a little bit this morning. There are so many things that we enjoy, and it help us to experience joy by these memories. So let's go through a couple of them. One of the things that I think we experience joy is the warmth of a fireplace sitting by a tree. There's just something about that setting that just brings joy to our hearts. There are the Christmas songs we've enjoyed today and throughout the season, and we continue to say, how much longer can we sing them? Because we get to a point and we're ready to start the new year. There's the Advent services and special concerts and opportunities to come together. There are Christmas pageants that include our children, and we hope to the Lord that our child is not the one that makes a spectacle of that program. We're always hoping it's the other kids that's doing that. That brings us joy to know that it's been successful that day. I think about the idea of presents and relatives. We all think about that. It's, it's just a fun time to be together. And I think about children, and for all of us as kids, there was joy in finding something under the Christmas tree. So let's talk a little bit about that as we begin today. If you were a child in the 40s or 50s, you may have gotten a Viewmaster or a Slinky, all right? Some of you are starting to remember what happened under the tree when you were growing up. If you were in the 60s, the girls all seemed to have gotten a Barbie, all right? That's one of the things that they would remember, and it brought joy to their hearts, where Mr. Potato Head was just a little bit different, but it was a lot of fun, all right? There are beautifully decorated houses that we just love to drive by so that we can see them. Snowmen in the yard that we didn't have to make that are just there. When you were a child in the 70s, maybe like me, you got that Hot Wheels set that you've been waiting for. Or maybe an Etch-A-Sketch for those that were creative and wanted to go a different route. For you that grew up in the 80s, it was Cabbage Patch for your parents that were on the ball. And then it was Rubik's Cube for the kids that basically wanted something that would drive them nuts for the rest of the Christmas season. And then uh, you think about dinners with families and gathering times together and the joy that's there. And then for you in the 90s, you collected the Beanie Babies, all right? Or Toy Story, which is still popular today. Who would have thought 20 years later? And then a new millennium came, and for many of your households, it was the video game systems, And the time, hours of spending time together playing those games. I'll never forget the Christmas cookies that my grandmother made and how every detail, every dot of an eye in a a coal for the snowman, just perfect Christmas cookies, how great those were. And as we think about the joy of the season, the nativity, that gathering around, that real reason we have joy in all of these areas is such a wonderful time. We experience joy through many ways through the Christmas season. Today we're going to look at a familiar passage. It's going to be on the screens for you in Luke chapter 2, or if you have your Bible or your electronic device and you'd like to follow along, Luke chapter 2, the birth of Jesus. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that the census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was the governor of Syria. And everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, to the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. 
He went there to register with Mary, who pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in clothes and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them. And while the shepherds were living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night, an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you, and he is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in clothes, lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and one on earth and peace for those whose favor rests. When the angels had heard that they had left and gone, had gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what they had been told about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. Joy is an emotion that we experience. God's love for all mankind coming through and the joy that happened in that moment. The angel told the shepherds that they would experience great joy. Today we're going to look at four thoughts for just a few moments this morning as we think about what happens as far as joy and how joy can come into our lives. The first thing we're going to look at is joy comes when we least expect it. All right, so joy comes when we least expect it. There's a Christian survey that went out a few years ago asking people what was their favorite character around the manger scene, and the shepherds won by far. It was a landslide. And the reason for this is most people could identify better with the idea of a shepherd and a serving mode than to be in the presence of a king. They felt like they could relate more to how the shepherd lived and what his life represented. Throughout history, we have seen shepherds throughout the Israel nation. You, you see back Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They were nomadic. They went from place to place. The green pastures, that's how they basically made their living. We see then how Moses, who was raised in a courtroom with a king, becomes a shepherd, which comes in handy when you're going to lead half a million people or more through the desert. We see that David was a shepherd, and it was these individuals that sat on the side of this hill who are now going to see the thing that they had all been promised throughout history. They weren't looking for joy to come into their lives on the side of this hill. But at the same time, God had a plan to come to these individuals. It was specific. It was determined. It was the plan that God had. We all like to surprise people and give them something that brings them joy. At the same time, most of us don't want to be surprised. And so it's kind of interesting how that works. But see, on this night, God decided to surprise the world with sending his son. God wants to bring joy into our daily lives. Even when we're not looking for it, he wants to bring joy. Joy comes when we least expect it. Another thought this morning would be the fact that joy comes where we least expect it. And so as we think about the idea that in order to be 
uh, understanding of where these shepherds are coming from, we need to think about what they, what they did and what they had to have in order to survive as shepherds. And the first was a club for the wild animals that would come. The second thing was a sling, which is much like what David used to kill Goliath. They also needed a scrip, which was a pouch to put food in. It wasn't like they could just run somewhere quick and grab something to eat. They had to be prepared. They also had a staff for maneuvering across the countryside and to move to where the sheep were and to move them along. What's interesting is their role was to protect the sheep from the wild animals and from the thieves that would want to steal them. Their role was also to make sure that they were in good pasture and that they had water. All these things that the shepherds did definitely was not the kind of a day that you would think of that angels would then visit that evening. To be sitting on the side of the hill thinking about their long day and all that they've done and then to have an angel come and say, I not only have good news, it's going to bring you great joy. It's exciting to see this, the fact that the joy can come into our lives. And one of the things I think we struggle with is joy is there if we're looking for it, if we're wanting to receive it, but our lives are so busy that we sometimes forget to realize the blessings and the joys that God has for us in this life. So as we think about the idea that joy comes sometimes where and when we're not expecting it, might be something to be thinking about. How will we see God moving Looking for God in circumstances when we feel like giving up. Looking for his joy and knowing it can come anytime, anywhere, in any place, and in any situation. Not just the Christmas story. Not just during this season. So joy comes and we need to receive it. The idea that the angels were there and the story was being told to them by the angel, they had to kind of receive what was happening. In this process, Abraham and his descendants were promised a Messiah. The prophets talked about it. And these shepherds are now thinking, this is now what God has been telling us all this time. We need to receive this gift. The message was the Savior had come to the world. They were now going to be free from Roman rule. All the things that they thought were going to happen was bringing joy to their hearts on the side of this hill. So how could these shepherds so easily get to Bethlehem? It was simple. They were close by because when you had a community, you had a temple. And when you had a temple, you had a need for sacrifice to follow the law. And to get those sheep, there had to be someplace close by that they could get their sacrifices. These were the people who watched the lambs be sacrificed and to see them go to the temple and to know that they were now going to see the lamb that was sent to be sacrificed for each and every one of us. A thousand years earlier, David had sat on that same hill and wrote the Psalms and experienced in that same setting the things that these individuals were now getting to see that had come to fruition, that now God was coming and speaking to them. The last thing that we see is joy comes and we need to not just receive it, but we need to share it. It's something that we need to pass on. It's something that we need to be looking for ourselves, not knowing when it's coming, but when it does, rejoice in it and then say, as I've received it, now I need to share it. Luke 17 and 18 says, when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. I think in our world, it's too easy to say, oh yeah, the Christmas story, 
but the world is not really being amazed by it. Why is that? Maybe there's not enough joy in our hearts that we can express what God has done. So these shepherds knew that they were going to go back to their everyday tasks, back up on the side of the hill, watching the sheep. But before they did, they had the opportunity to receive and share the blessings of what God had given the world. They understood their role to share the good news. They knew that when they shared it, it would affect people, and it changed them forever. Has it changed us forever? Do we make, does it make a difference in our lives so that we can go out and say, this is what's going on to those that need to hear it? Sometimes even within our own congregation, there are times when we are up, there's times when we are down, and we need someone to encourage and to share and to bring that joy. Sharing joy is an important step after we've received the joy. God has created us to be in a relationship with one another, in a relationship with Him, and joy is an attribute of our Heavenly Father. We need to receive it. We need to be reminded. The reality is joy is present in our world, in our lives. We need to recognize it more. Joy comes, and we need to share it. Final thought. Another Christmas season is going to come and go. And one of the things I think a lot of us go through, I know I do, is the taking down of the tree, the taking down of the decorations, the process of putting Christmas away. It just, it brings me down. It's discouraging. It's not something I look forward to. But at the same time, it's something we can say, even though these are being put away, the visual the, inter the internal part, the joy that's in our lives can carry on. It's having that anticipation of the new year and what God's going to do throughout the year. This morning, I want us to conclude our time by singing joy to the world. I want us to think about the idea that, that God left his throne, came as a baby. We talked about that with Easter this morning. We don't always want to think about the Easter. It's just easier sometimes to think about the baby but experience the joy of what he did and what he sent. Let's worship him. I want to ask you to stand, if you would, as we sing together, Joy to the World, this morning. Joy to the world.